They may take our lives, but they will never take our podcast. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Real Bad Takes. I'm Peter. As with me always is Dave and Andrew. Hi. Hello. And uh, that was a quote, obviously, from the uh, for the movie Braveheart. Uh, I actually did the accent this time. Good job. Uh, thank you. I was, uh, Dave, what did you think of my accent? It was as good as Mel Gibson. There Shut we up. go. Shut up. That's uh, for later. <laughs> Spoilers. Anyway, so uh, we thought about for this podcast, uh, we wanted to kind of broach a subject that we have debated several times off pod and figured we might as well bring it up with, uh, on the podcast about we're going to debate uh, the two movies uh, that came out, kind of turn of the century movies that won Best Picture, historical epics, or so-so historical epics, history optional. Yep. Uh, the movies Braveheart, starring Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. And Gladiator starring Russell Crowe. Uh, so that'll be at kind of at the end point of our podcast. But we've it's been a few weeks since uh, we did our uh, quarterly kind of eval. Mm-hmm. But we've seen uh, a couple of extra moves that we wanted to give a brief time to talk about. First, we wanted to provide, this has been a longstanding uh, topic that's been raised on the podcast, about whether Andrew was going to see Bo is Afraid with Dave. Uh, Andrew, how did that end up shaking out? Uh, I didn't see it is how it shook out. Ah. Uh, Dave's initial response threw me off the scent. Dave, you saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe you gave it four stars. Four and a half. That's a lot oh, of stars. That's a lot of stars for this film. Uh, I, if again, I w- did not see this movie. I have no intention of seeing this movie, and the reviews have only solidified that I do not want to see this movie. Very polarizing. Yes, it's that's either what I've you heard. absolutely love it or you absolutely hate it. Yes, um, I read some of that on Twitter. Also, that was very. It was it was a fun ride to read about it on Twitter. Yeah, um, I mean, I clearly really like this movie. Um, I don't know what, like, what I can say without, like, spoiling it. Okay. Because, like, the trailer makes the movie look weird, which it's supposed to be. Yeah, so my qu- my main question is, uh, since, so, obviously, the movie's directed by Ari Aster, mm-hmm. very famous horror director. Yeah. But the... Third movie. The, yeah, this is his third movie. Uh, the first two, obviously, very famous horror movies that freaked out, I've, you know, the friends that I have that have watched horror movies... Those two horror movies that he directed freaked him out they considerably. Were both great. They were both very scary. Now, this movie, when it came out, when I saw the trailer, it did not portray itself to be a horror movie in the same vein as those two. Yeah, it wasn't that scary. Okay, um, but it was still scary. You described it as disturbing and demented. Yes. Or depraved is what I think you said. I mean, I mean, it's depraved because it's Ari Aster. Okay. Um, like, so it is still scary and uncomfortable. So if you don't like horror movies, you still probably should go see this movie. If you, if you describe movie. horror as something that is um, abnormal or very um, uh, not disgusting. I don't think the disgusting is the right way, but like you feel like it's depraved. Like it's, yeah. it's clearly abnormal and not something that brings particularly any joy. Mm. So Triangle um, of Sadness was a horror movie. I'm not saying that. Um, I am. Because I'll, yeah, anyways. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, it was, you, I, I read some of the things, there was a couple episodes, a couple scenes of body horror that was kind of gross at points. So, like, there were, there were, there were two scenes of body horror. Okay. Uh, and they weren't bad. Okay. They were on, like, I'm, I can't do body horror. I, like, gore is not something I can do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize it were body horror until I was like, oh yeah, that was probably the most violent part of the movie. Uh-huh. Wait, is body horror gore? I would say they're similar. It's, would, it's similar, but it, I, I would say body horror is much more intricate and like goes uh, puts a lot more detail into. Because like I would probably say that like the chest bursting scene from Alien was body horror, right? yeah. And then Eraserhead was, which is actually like a really cool scene, technicality wise. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and then the scene from Eraserhead. Ugh. Yeah, with or, like, the all baby. the scenes, like yeah, the yeah. entire movie, sure. was really, really gross. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, so like I would pay money to so see Peter scene, watch no there, Eraserhead. There's no. there's a scene where like <laughs> a I'm guy, actively squirming right now. Yes. There's a, there's a scene where a guy like repeatedly stabs uh, Joaquin's character's Bo's hand. And Ew. it didn't it 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 didn't seem body horror. There was a lot of blood. Yeah, sure. It wasn't there wasn't it wasn't like it didn't do any like weird zoom ins and like stuff like no, that. No, like mm. no no like the zoom in was like a second, and mm. I barely yeah it wasn't that bad. And I can't do body horror. Like that's one thing I can't. Do. So it sounds from the outside listening about it in the same vein as like. There were bad things going on in Babylon, but it was too chaotic to even like take a minute and notice. No, no, no not this. Like, like not you that. know, like, like for me, it was not that bad, and okay. so I was like, okay. "Oh, that that was probably the body horse." Okay. After watching the movie, I was like, "Oh, that was probably the body okay. horror right. scene that uh, Peter told me." Should I, I it. see it? Um, I don't think you'll like it. You didn't think you would like it, and you don't like that you like it, as you've said before. I think I said that because I knew I was going to get ridiculed by both of you. And so that's why. No ridiculing happened, though. There was about to. About. Yes. About to. I had several in the chamber. Um, Mm -hmm. It was very funny. Okay. Um, It was a very funny movie. Like like the way that Triangle of Sadness is funny? Um, Not really. Um, I would say it's like there's more practical humor. Okay. Okay. Um, would you would you expect this to be nominated for Best Picture? No, no, okay. no, no. This movie is not an award. Has any of Ari Aster's been award no, bait no, before? No, 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 I didn't no, think no, so. No. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't think this is his best movie. Okay. Um, I mean, he only has three movies out. Right. Yeah. Um, the, I don't. I can't see this movie doing well in the box office either. Right. It it, cost, it isn't so far. It costed him around eighty five million dollars to okay. make, Sheesh. which is his most expensive movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is starring Joaquin, so I was wondering if that would therefore you know. Make it boost more it a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if if jo- Joaquin is going to win this year or be nominated for this year, it's not going to be for this movie. Okay. He was very good. He okay. could. Um, he's in three, right? This year. I know he's in Napoleon for sure. I don't know. Is that coming out? Wasn't this year? he in? Uh, it's supposed to. Is okay. he in Asteroid City? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Okay, no, I thought I had heard another one. Anyway, um, it, no, it's 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 an odd. It's a three-hour epic. It okay. reminded me of the Odyssey. Um, okay. Hmm. Uh, it's. Like I, when people described it as Jewish, mm-hmm. I didn't know what it meant, and then I kind of think I know what I'm, what it means now. Interesting. Okay. Um, um, it's just it's a, it's it's mommy issues. It's it's that's what the movie's about. Yeah. Like Hereditary was about mommy issues and yeah. demons. So. Well, yeah, but like I like my ranking for Ari Aster would be Hereditary, then Bo, and then Midsommar or okay. Midsummer. Okay. Um, um, I, I think chronologically those. the next one would be showing up, right? Um, I mean, I watched, I watched movies before that. Dave's seen okay. several. I wanted to talk, give us a chance because I mentioned. I think the, on our quarterly podcast, Dave and I talked about John Wick Four as the best movie mm-hmm. we'd seen this year. Yeah. Now I just want to provide a brief update that I saw that we a all saw a movie. movie. I saw a movie that was better than John Wick Four. Yes. I wanted to update that. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Yes. Uh, the best movie I've seen this year. Yes. Uh, this movie was absolutely incredible. The action scenes. I was expecting from what I'd seen the trailer. I was kind of. I was kind of like expecting it to be like a three-star movie. Like this is an average action film. I saw this trailer and thought 13 Hours, which yes. is like a good movie. Mm-hmm. It was a, it's a fine, like it's a good flick. It's yeah. a popcorn, like American Sniper. Well, American Sniper is actually really good. Yeah. Um, 13 Hours is perfect. I think it's a good example. Because there's like yeah. big names. Yep. It's a story that's like a true story. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a political kind of like slight. Yeah. Um, and the movie itself isn't fantastic, but yeah. you're so like caught up in the action that it doesn't action really matter. Action scenes are good. It kind of 
covers up for some of the other sins. But yeah, the, the covenant was just so much better than that. Yeah, it was. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays a uh, member of the armed forces who's uh, I think army ranger mm-hmm. that is uh, has to is saved from some from uh, is in Afghanistan uh, saved from the Taliban by uh, an Afghanistan Afghan interpreter, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, once uh, Gyllenhaal is then sent back to the United States. He has to go back to save the interpreter and his family from being killed by the Taliban. Mm-hmm. I, from the trailers, I thought this would just be a general like search and rescue type movie. Yeah, uh, salute. salute. And it was very much not that. Where it was like a, the first third was almost entirely him being like their kind just of exp- him being a, a army or, ranger, army was ranger, so sick. which was awesome. Then yeah. looking for like you know just the 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 depots where the Taliban were hiding mm-hmm. and building explosives. That whole scene was really awesome. That was choreographed. You just really like, just kind of even like the interpersonal character scenes were really good. Yeah, Jalen Hall was incredible. The I will say the interpreter, dude, the guy who played the Afghan interpreter. I don't know his name. Get this man an Oscar. The, 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 he's he, so he, good he was for best supporting. Yeah, he's probably the top of the heap right now. Uh, I, I really loved just the montage from the first uh, the time when they all get shot down. Yeah, the aerial shots of the explosions happening and you're seeing them all do their like formations and they're doing all the right things and they just keep getting like bombarded yeah all the way from there to like the sliding down the mountain part yes was just that was probably my favorite 20 minutes of the movie yes close second would be the end obviously yeah the end scene is pretty awesome but that is just such a cool montage because you see them like reacting in real time and then my favorite part absolute favorite part is at the very end of them sliding down the mountain yeah where, like they get to like take a minute and think about it and the interpreter is like trying to say something to Jake Jamal's character. Yes. And he's like, there's yeah. all these little, like, he's doing all these little facial movements and he's, you can just see the grief and like, but there's the, nothing more he can say. There's nothing he can that, say. But he's it's so good. It was, it was, I actually got chills in the theater watching it. Was it. it was so, I, I cried at the end. Yeah. I almost cried at the end. Uh, it was just, the, there was a lot of unspoken acting that was really yes. good, where it was yes. like just the, the, the feelings that were expressed by both the interpreter and Jake Gyllenhaal's character. And just like some of the other ways that like the other like the other um, like Jake Gyllenhaal gets some help and the way that e- each like m- person that's kind of able to help him from his wife to his commanding officer to the private contractors, how supportive they all are and understanding exactly what like what was going on and what, you know, the true like bond that uh, they had together yeah. uh, was just so it was so good. And a lot of it was unspoken. And I thought that the way that the movie like conveyed that without being corny or cheesy was really good and I best movie I've seen this year I cannot recommend it more and then we did think about the family being there was this kind of lackluster relationship because you it was about the covenant between the two guys yes but there is a great point in the family part of the relationship of the movie where they're like he when he's home yeah and there's this great speech that the wife makes and it's just really moving and I, I thought it was that, that's great what got scene me. that's what great got me. scene yeah Dave what were your thoughts on the covenant I thought it was great yeah cool um there were some stylistic and acting choices I didn't yeah. really agree with. There yeah. was the one montage that kind of... Yeah, and also, um, yeah, there was just some stuff I didn't really agree with stylistically. And that You still gave it a four. Gave it a four. Yeah. It was great. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think it was like anything yeah. mm-hmm. amazing. But. You, you did uh, set up this conversation by talking about John Wick 4, which I did get around to seeing. Yeah. Um, yes. Which I thought it was great. Good. Good to great. Good uh, to great and it's three stars? Yes. <laughs> So what I will say this is, is tough. This is tough. Maybe three stars is a tad undershooting it. Okay, three and a half. But I think three and a half so. Tough. I'm there was a tonal shift in a way. Peter has an advantage in going to Jesse the fourth one because I don't think you that movie in itself does a good enough job of catching you up to the inner workings of the 
society of assassins. Yeah. That you don't really need all the this high table. Yes. Yes. It was really cool. And you didn't really need a lot of backlog to nope. it, I don't feel like. And so but I saw one, two, four, and there's a tonal shift that happens in the third one, uh, where it goes from a uh, action movie and they add some slapsticky like comedy elements to it and I just wasn't ready for it I guess and so there's a lot of like over embellished I wouldn't describe it as slapstick uh, or comedy like, even. over hmm it's epic it's no it's, it's no. not supposed to be realistic it's sure. overly like epic like they, epic they're wearing bullets action. they're wearing Kevlar suits the whole time like it's definitely not supposed to be realistic he gets get hits hit by like four different cars yeah. in this movie sure sure I think my my problem though was there was like zero to five percent comedy in the first two and that was probably like fifteen to eighteen percent comedy in this movie and that was just a big but jump like, what up what do you mean by comedy yeah I don't know what you mean comedy, by comedy. like uh, I don't know like jokey or like comedy is in that scene where he keeps getting hit down the stairs and he just keeps rolling that's not funny no it's it, it to me i laugh when it happened because it just looked like he was kept throwing it's, himself it's, down the stairs it's more of supposed to be it's like it's an epic yeah like it's supposed to be yeah, it's supposed it's, to be when, when he rolls down the stairs i'm like oh no he's not gonna make it yeah but then he rolled down the stairs again the same way five yeah. minutes later. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was just like, oh, no. But then like, somebody yeah, showed it's up. Devastating. But then somebody showed up next to him, and he was like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And I well, just, but it's John. That's, to me, that was like too much. It's it, Donnie Yen. He's hit by four weird. different cars. Yeah. I thought that, that scene was freaking awesome, though, in like the big roundabout. The, the, round, the Arc de Triumph. There were two, the there were two scenes about, yeah. There were two scenes that I freaking loved was the Arc de Triumph and where like there's yeah. just they're doing backflips, and he's shooting in midair, which is awesome. Yes. And then there's that scene in the house. Where you're on top of the room, yeah, that and he has like the, the, f- the fire shotgun or whatever yep. that thing was. Yeah, yep. Dragon's breath it was so cool. Yeah, and I was like, I was there for that. Yeah, and then the duel scene was also really epic. It just beautifully yeah, shot. It was it's well sunrise. done. It's yeah. awesome. And yeah, the the scene where you go and with the flamethrower, where you just you see the camera paint up, and you're like, wait a minute, what's going yeah. on here? What's going on here? Yeah, and then you're like, whoa, this is something I've never seen before. And he just starts taking people out. Yeah, it was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love this movie. This is still my favorite movie of the year. I it's definitely close second for me. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's any better. other any other movies that we want to talk about. Uh, uh, there's a couple more I, showing I, up. Okay. Showing up. Yeah, we saw. Do we, we need to talk much we about ta- the, you? We saw two extra movies that you haven't seen. Well, I saw Super Mario, which is we a talked movie. about in the last one, right? I well, we very barely, bri- briefly. Um, it's I'll, bad. I'll just name the movies I watched by myself that you weren't there for. Okay. Uh, I watched Rylane, which is a, a romantic comedy. Yeah, you a British romantic comedy. You recommend it. It's it's on Hulu. Okay. It's is it this amazing. year? Twenty twenty three. Yeah, it's this year. It came oh, out this cool, year. Cool. It is amazing. It's it's quirky. It's it's cute. It's it's just I loved it. Um, cool. Uh, another movie that I watched without you guys is How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, very tense. Very. I don't want to say well made in the sense of like it, it was. It. It was well made. Like some of the shots were seemed like oh yeah this is their first time making a movie like clearly but in in the sense of it's their first movie I was like wow like I'm tense this is crazy um, but regards to the characters and their motives different motives behind uh, blowing up this oil pipeline uh, eco terror doing like performing eco terrorism was kind of not I mean, maybe it's because of my political lining uh, linings beforehand but it didn't really seem that. Um, convincing or compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying you're not a proponent of ecoterrorism? No, okay. I am not. Especially right. because good, the FBI is listening. No one can so. get them on that. Yep. Especially because uh, the characters were really unlikable. Mm. I mean, like, they're blowing up a pipeline. I can't well, imagine they're charismatic and like fun-loving. Well, you, you, you. Hey, they made Thanos. 
Who made Thanos? I mean, Marvel made Thanos. Well, no, the, movie, the, movie, the movie very much portrays these characters as, as the victims right? and as the protagonists. Oh, uh, yeah. Because um, like, each of the characters makes sense. have I mean, a different yeah. reason for why they want to blow up the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And did some of them, them... Did one of them get hurt by a pipeline as a child? Uh, <laughs> well, so like one of the, one of the characters who I f- felt... I mean, I didn't really feel anything for the characters. So one of the characters were uh, was... Grew up next to a uh, oil uh, so was hurt as a so child. Was hurt. Yeah, yeah. And all the fiends had, got to him. Uh, had cancer, mm. and was and they knew it was die. from. They knew it was from the and oil. They knew it was from because she grew up. Yeah. Uh, next to there, and yeah. then, uh, another dude, which I found was a little bit more interesting of a character. He had his land. Um, he wasn't like the 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 typical like liberal um, like eco terrorist. Like he didn't really care yeah. about the eco. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just wanted the terrorism bit. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, so he, his land got taken over, unjustly taken over by the oil mm. land. And so mm. he had to relocate and was like, didn't have water because of that. Mm. And so that's why he wanted to blow up the pipeline, which like, that was interesting. Yeah. But wasn't Did compelling. It te- can I, one question. Did it teach you how to blow up a pipeline? No. Was it okay, the antithesis so the of there will be false blood? advertising. <laughs> Interesting question. Because in it's blowing up oil. Because it's blowing up oil. Because in a way, yeah. <laughs> there will be blood is very pro oil. I don't. I wouldn't say it's pro oil. I wouldn't say it's pro oil. He's the protagonist, no? Oh, he sure, is but he's an not anti- the, He's a bad guy. He's the villain. He yeah, might yeah, be the But he is the protagonist. Sure, but he portrays him as the main. The, the character doing sure, but good I'm not thing. A, but no one would say he's a good guy. You're never like no, neither one is good though. It's hard to really root for Daniel at any point in that movie. I mean, like it's hard to root for Paul Daniel too. No, there's no one really to root for. Like how yeah. to blow up your how to blow like the the, the characters are there. I think it, it was we were supposed to like them. It, it, it was very. I see. I see. I see and that gotcha. was not and successful. And I because of my previous um, kind of ideas. Yeah, your your baggage that you bring into yeah the film. Mag- baggage yeah. I bring into the film. I couldn't. I just couldn't see them as good people sure. or like people in the right. Yeah. Um. Because well, there are like, people on the left was, if they're yeah. blowing a pipeline. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it was mostly like, is this bad? Probably, but F it. It yeah. was, it was, that was most of, like, that was like mm. the main, like, the, the thing that brought all of them together was that reason. They might mm-hmm. have different reasons for mm. why they really want to, but the overall kind of message, it was like, is this bad? F it. Revolutions uh, are violent and bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, wow. uh, so we, we have two more, right? Two more. We have showing, showing yeah. up, which was. What do you uh, think? A film. Yep. I didn't see it, but um, it was a movie. I, I mean, I, I, thinking about it more, I agree. It is, I'm not not on how, how bad it is. I think it's a very boring, like not boring. I don't like to say boring. It is very boring. I don't like to say boring because I was I wasn't bored while watching it. I was bored with the trailer. No, why? I thought it was very. I don't think it was boring. It was. It didn't have anything like. It didn't. Nothing popped out, or okay. nothing was like. Wow, it's a Marvel movie or anything like that. Like the movies we've watched, even uh, the movie Rye Lane, which is a romantic comedy, yeah. used, was very action packed in the sense of like how the camera worked. Mm, yeah. This was not like that, um, and it was like it was grainy, like on purpose for yeah. stylistic purposes. And it was, yeah, I thought it was. I would say mellow. It's very mellow, very say, slice of life, and yeah. and I I would I say extra it. plain is how I would put it. Mm. It's just not like. The way I like my food, extra plain. That's, that's true. <laughs> um, I just, I don't think, like we talked about it on the way back. Yeah. There's a statement that it's trying to make, but even the statement feels like halfway delivered 
and like not even mm. fully fleshed out. Like we were trying to come up with other elements of like, oh, maybe this was supposed to be this. And like all we could get was the bird was her and everybody knew that from the first five seconds. So it's like we couldn't even come up with any like supporting undertones or like elements of the story that were like, oh, and this means this. There was nothing really besides the main character understanding like life a little bit better. Besides that, but you both did not like this movie a ton. Like I think you gave it a three and a half, three and a half, and you gave it a I thought two. It was and a two. Half. A two. Okay. I so. thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it was great. Okay. Like, like I, I. There's another movie I watched from her, and I thought that was absolutely okay. amazing. I watched First Cow before I watched this movie because I really haven't watched any of Kelly Ryan, uh, Reinhardt's Ryan, Reinhardt's movies, and so I was like, I know she's mellow. Like her movies. Which are the very, way that you described that movie sounds yeah, better than showing we're up. We're very slow, and so I watched First Cow, and I gave First Cow four and a half. First wow, Cow okay. was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and then the other movie we watched was uh, Sisu. Sisu. Oh, yes. Um, Wait, first of all, the worst depiction of a movie by its trailer since Banshees of Inisherin. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Because the movie was very, it portrayed the movie very, no. there was a narrator, it was epic, it was... The trailer got me trailer, excited, like, oh man, this is like John Wick, but World War One. Yeah. World War II. World War II. I think, it, like, stylistic, no, it was, stylistically, it was yes, John Wick. Stylistically, it was, John, but, but... World War II. I would say that this is uh, about a billion times more unbelievable than any John Wick movie at all. Well, uh, there's a scene where he yeah. nosedives a plane into the ground and then just kind of gets up. Yeah, and the, the, he, the, the plane's going down. He can't find a parachute. And so, so what he, he does is, in. is buckle a seatbelt. <laughs> Which actually yeah. is like, I'm pretty sure there's some protocol there about like when you're in a crash, but that's for the ocean, not for ground. Yeah. And so anyway, and then there's also a scene where like he's being hanged and he has a gun wound. Wait, we might be going into spoilers. This movie just came out. Do not see Sisu. Uh, spoilers ahead. Uh, there's a scene. I mean, there really isn't any spoilers. Yeah. This, we, this movie's I'm very predictable. I'm to see it. So yeah. You can well, literally, it. I was like, what's about to I wonder if this is about to happen. Happens. Riley was like, I bet this happens. Happens. Well, okay. So. I was laughing at like 80% of the film. Yeah. It was not. I don't think they created it with the I intention think, of being I that think funny. Of, about. About. From all I laughed, I think half of it was supposed to be comedic, mm-hmm. comedic, comedic, comedic. I don't know. And um, but if if they were being like that on purpose, and when I laughed was all the right times to laugh. I don't think it was. Then this is a four star movie. Yeah. But I don't think so. Don't like think. Uh, you haven't watched John Wick one, but there's a scene where uh, the bad guys are kind of describing John Wick and how much of a uh, a killer force he is and yeah. how much a killer he is and it's like oh my goodness you shouldn't have killed his dog and like we call him the Baba Yaga and stuff like that Yeah. and they do this that scene again Yeah. But it's, and during that during that scene yeah. I just started laughing because it was just so cringy it's really melodramatic and he, was, he just like he was into it at the time no 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 this was after I was I was already out no, I was th- out when uh, there's this scene where there's like a minefield bit that was before no yeah this is before oh it was, it was immediately before yeah so me and Riley were like actually pretty into it for the yeah. first part because not a word was said during the first 30 minutes, which they had the opportunity to make it a silent movie, which would have been really interesting and like super archy and I was there for it. And then they had this really like supposed to be emotional. He's evil. He's so terrible. He's what, he's the boogeyman. He's what they, you tell your kids <laughs> about at immortal. night. He's immortal. That's what they call yeah. him. And it's just, yeah. And at that point I was like, okay, that was kind of weird. I'm ready for more action. And then Dave started laughing and I was like, 
You're why like, why laughing? are you laughing? And then and then that that clicked for everyone else in our group. Yeah. And then we all started laughing at the parts that were very well, exaggerated. And even if you hadn't laughed, I think it immediately got way more unrealistic immediately and then made several more jumps. Like there's a part where later on in the movie, these two Nazis roll up to him and he's in the middle of beating up another Nazi. <laughs> and they both have fairly sizable guns. And the main character has nothing. He's just fighting tooth and nail. And they both throw their guns and run away. They jump out of the motorcycle, throw their guns, and run well, away. Well, he was holding the Nazi, so like he could have used them as a shield and then ran towards Which them. he did before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay. like... Yeah, he shield, He used the body to shield himself from a tank bullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I can, um, I can see why you'd be laughing a lot in this movie. Yeah, he, yeah. he also like slid a throat underwater this, and yeah. then like sucked the air out of his throat. But there were still like tons of bubbles. I don't understand how that works. Yeah, it wasn't super graphic. Yeah, uh, that's that like kind of weird. The, it was um, very bizarre. This is my least favorite movie of the year. Okay. I would say, yeah, it's safely. I would rather watch Showing Up again, I think. Well, uh, that's. I think that brings us up to date on the movies. Again, yep. I don't need to say anything more about Super Mario, even though it's made about a billion dollars. That's crazy. It's crazy. Hey. Kids need better movies to watch. Uh, and with that, uh, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back with uh, Braveheart versus Gladiator. And we're back uh, with our discussion about Braveheart versus Gladiator. Uh, both, both movies with a lot in common. Uh, both came out... Pretty, pretty close to each other, mm-hmm. I believe. One year, no, one year, no, 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 no. Three years. no. Braveheart, Braveheart came out in 1995, and Gladiator 2000. Oh, I thought it was 97. Okay, 95. Whoops. And 2000. Both won uh, Best Picture at the Academy Awards when the Academy knew what it was doing sure by giving these types of movies yep. Oscars. Extremely based Oscar. Super, win. super based Oscars, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and uh, both very similar, you know, somewhat, you know, kind of historical epics that start mm-hmm. with one man. Loose on the historical part, obviously. Obviously. That's definitely a thing they have in common. Yep. Uh, super awesome killer warrior dude mm-hmm. has his wife and mm-hmm. or child killed mm-hmm. and starts his own as a revenge and mm-hmm. eventually forms a political movement. Yep. Uh, with lots of really awesome action. But first, of course, they have like this background where they'd be eligible to be one of the best fighters ever, but they're like extremely pacifist. Yes. Well, I could say, I think you could say that more for Braveheart than Gladiator because yeah. Gla- what he was doing, he was like, okay, I'm done being well, a war hero. Well, yeah. Now we're getting into the difference. So anyway. Uh, great score. Both yes. have great scores. Uh, yeah. I would say... We're, we can't... We're, you're, you're jumping I, ahead. I don't even think Gladiator's... Uh, there's a couple good songs that I would say are great, but I wouldn't say overall the score is great. But you're going to be biased here because you wake up to the Braveheart score every morning. I do. I do. The main so, title. Sure yes. enough. Uh, so there's a lot in common, but uh, we've discussed several times. Mm-hmm. I believe we've also discussed with some of your siblings also. Yes. Included. Shout out to my little sister, Anna. Uh, she swears by Braveheart and does not like to talk about Gladiator. Yeah. It's also, I mean. I've, Wait, she doesn't like Gladiator? She is like okay with Gladiator, okay. but the choice would always go to Braveheart. Uh, I have only, I actually watched Braveheart for the first time with your family you on sure Thanksgiving. Did. Yeah. 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 Me too. And, uh, yeah. that was, inc- oh, I didn't know that you had seen it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched, I watched Gladiator a few, uh, a few weeks ago, um, with Riley also podcast. Yes. 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 The extended edition. The extended edition. Uh, but I think we should go around and share, uh, which movie we think is better. Dave. I mean, Braveheart. I'm the only one with the... Minority. I've take. got a nuanced take, actually. Great. Uh, I liked Gladiator more than Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I thought Gladiator was just more, more deep. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Braveheart. Like the emotions were there, but I felt like it was more. It was a more shallow movie um, than Gladiator. Yeah, was, I think it's just more of a personal taste. Like I would give uh, Braveheart a four and Gladiator a four and a half. So not Wait, that big. So of a if difference. they had what like. 
You're talking about the afterlife stuff in Gladiator that they talk about? No, like, no. I mean, like, with Commodus and uh, his sister and the whole that aspect of... Uh, yeah, the there's movie. definitely a lot more, like, politics to it. Yeah, I, like, I think it's a more... Not... I don't think complicated is the right word. I think it is. There's definitely that, like... There's that third quarter of the movie after he's become a gladiator and has, like, entered Rome and is the fan favorite and the kid is, like, talking to Commodus and, like, I love... Uh, what are yeah. they? What, did they just call him the gladiator? Or they call him the, the, the Spaniard? Yes. Yeah. And the kid's like, I love the Spaniard. And Commodus is like having an identity crisis. Like from that point until the final scene, there's like that third, fourth of the movie where there's just a lot of very kind of confusing Roman politics mm-hmm. that happens. So, also, yeah. I think the acting is a lot better in Gladiator than uh, Braveheart. Um, I could, yeah. I think the cinematography is a lot better. I think just like maybe it's because it was made five years later, but I don't see like technology improving that much of it was years. Mel Gibson's first movie and it was not Ridley Scott's first movie it was you mean who's do you mean Mel Gibson directing sorry oh yes yes it was his first directed yeah. movie and not Ridley Scott's I mean so like, I think it, it definitely felt much more polished to your point yeah, yeah I mean I don't think that really determines like if, no. if the movie's better just because it's his first movie I don't think that's really a fair no I'm, to, I mean I don't yeah like anyway. I don't like I don't think that's good enough. Like yeah, I don't think that's like oh to for Braveheart's credit. I don't think that's like how we compare movies or should compare movies. Sure. Um, because there's a lot of people's first movies that I think are better than their second movie. We should we should keep going though. Yeah. Andrew, which one do you prefer? Just so we can kind of level set. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely Braveheart. Um, for a while I kind of went back and forth based on which one I'd seen most recently, and then I watched Gladiator again, having just watched Braveheart a couple weeks before, and I was like, yeah, it's got to be Braveheart. I just first of all I love the just like the culture behind it and like the, all the bagpipes behind every scene. And like, it just feels really epic. I think more consistently epic. Um, there might be an argument to be made that like gladiator maybe has a higher ceiling. Um, but I, I would say that I would say that Braveheart feels more consistently epic. Cause even in the, cause it definitely has an equivalent politics element of like gathering the clans and having all this and that. Yeah. But those parts to me are much more, straightforward like he drops a horse like he 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 rides a horse into a guy's living room and stabs him in the head which is pretty straightforward yeah rather than having these like old senile men talking about what to do with rome yeah i think the you you feel much more consistently drawn in whereas gladiator the last time i had to keep reminding myself to pay attention to 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 be there so i think braveheart is much more to me uh it draws me in so i have a classic peter vanderpool take I think Gladiator is a better movie, but I like Braveheart more. And that's- I hate you. Oh, I don't. I don't think I would argue that like Braveheart's a better movie, like, mean- a better made movie. I think I would say that Braveheart's definitely Gladiator. my favorite. You mean Gladiator's a better made movie? No, I don't, I'm saying I don't oh. think I'd argue that Braveheart oh, okay. is a better made movie. Okay. Gladiator's clearly better made. Like today's point of like, it feels very polished. Yes. Uh, even down to like. And, you know, maybe you could say that uh, it's much more ceremonial with the Romans and all the crests and yeah. stuff like that. Whereas for Braveheart, all you have is, like, these kind of guys, like, bumming it in the woods for two hours. With wearing kilts, yeah. Right. But I'd say that there's definitely not an argument that Braveheart's better made, but I I really love Braveheart a lot better. A lot more. Cool. You said you hate me? Why do you hate me? Because I just hate that take. Why? Pick a side. <laughs> I did pick a side. No, I was very. Cool. I, was, I, okay. I, I, I clearly. I do. Th- there are elements of. I think Gladiator is a better made movie. Uh, but if I have a choice between which I'm going to rewatch, which is my basis basically on mm-hmm. how I, I've been very clear this how I evaluate my favorite movies, I'm picking Braveheart over Gladiator. But like, I won't. I would rather watch, rewatch Gladiator than Braveheart. 
That's wild. Uh, we talked about why specifically. I figured it out the last time I watched Gladiator. I did watch the extended cut, so maybe that didn't help. But I think I figured out why exactly. So I think there's, they're both equally historically inaccurate in many different ways. Uh, William Wallace was not even a real person. He was this conglomeration of like legends and guys who were influential in the fight for Scottish independence, but there was never one... Which didn't exist because Scotland still is not independent. Right. Shout right. out Scotland. So in, in that whole deal... Finish the uh, job, you nerds. Come on. I mean, the Roman Empire doesn't exist anymore either. So, well, yeah, but kind of dropped the I ball mean, well, on I mean, that's kind of Commodus's. That's what Commodus was kind of doing. Like, he was trying to take down the emperor. Yeah, that's fair. So, he won. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but in Gladiator, I think, Against too. Against Scotland. Come on. Yeah. I think. Um, where's my train of thought? What was I talking Oh, yeah. So, they're both equally historically inaccurate. I mean, the freaking emperor gets in the ring in the uh, Colosseum with a gladiator. That was awesome. That would, but it would, like, it would never, ever happen. True. And so I but think I, awesome. I having just like because of history classes and stuff, I yeah. probably understand a good deal more closer about Roman politics than I do about Scottish politics. Yeah, uh, just because the Roman Empire studied so much more for its how big it was, sure, the, the sweeping nature of it, and also people like it's just a very interesting thing to study, like Roman theology, like you know the gladiators, yeah. all that. And there's not really a more than you know half a chapter ever in any history textbook about like oh yeah and you know the scottish people have been fighting for independence for hundreds of years yeah the end so taking l's for hundreds of years on that regardless of how accurate the movie braveheart is i know more about where the gladiator falls short of historical accuracy to where it's a little bit harder for me to like divorce myself of of historical thought in gladiator whereas braveheart is like look this is probably inaccurate a million different ways i don't care because it's awesome so yeah yeah. i i i I agree with that as well um i think the thing that bugs me the most about braveheart out of everything is it is it is a three-hour movie and there's really no reason for it to be three hours uh beside like there there are lots of bits that are just like i don't know why this is here like what this is doing uh like they throw in the weird like there's just several scenes where it's like the whole the the first romantic interest I understand that with the whole getting married and the stuff, but because it's the, like the little girl at the funeral, yeah, that that is so sweet. No, I love that that is great, but I think that goes on a bit long. And then there's the whole second part with the French princess. That I don't part, really, that part feels unnecessary. It's, it's completely unnecessary, and it takes up a large it takes up large chunks of the movie. I don't know if okay, it might not be unnecessary. It definitely falls flat. So I don't think it's unnecessary because. I think you get to see so much of her current husband and his ineptitude at everything he does. Yeah. And just being an absolute D-bag yeah. at being a Scottish prince slash like about to be king. Yeah. And his dad's mad at him the whole time. His yeah. wife's mad at him because he has this like not so secret lover yeah. guy yeah. that gets tossed out a window, which is a great scene because really he's funny. like, hey, come over here a second. Bam, out the window. Uh, but I feel like... Yeeted. The, yeah. the element that... Um, because because uh, at one point William Wallace says uh, men don't follow titles men follow courage mm-hmm. I think in the same way um, on paper you a, a person would probably be like hey if I could marry this king or prince who's about to be king yeah and I could marry this warlord scumbag who's been bumming out in the woods for a couple of years yeah I'm gonna marry the king but I think this goes to serve the point of men don't follow titles they follow courage of like she's attracted to the fact that he is so very passionate about what he does yeah like and even, he's Mel Gibson like I in mean, the beginning on. in the beginning when uh, the the queen first finds out about him and he, yeah. she's talking to her friend about like oh like this and that and she's like wow that's 
and and she's like, oh, the the real reason that he's after all this is because they killed his wife. Yeah. And she's like, wow, that is real love. And like, she's attracted to that kind of courage too. It definitely falls flat. It and doesn't. Over it doesn't long. need to be there. And that's all I'm. I, I think. Like. I think it shows the like. It shows that uh, motif in a different fashion. But like it, it adds twenty to tw- at least twenty minutes to the movie that doesn't need to be there in my opinion i think you get a lot of that already yeah i don't think it adds because it leads to in my opinion the most obscene part where it's like she's pregnant with his child who will eventually rule england that's like yeah even even that because i think you're right about the gladiator politics getting in the way of the movies because we know we have so much of a backstory with them that it takes you out of the film uh that part took me out of braveheart and it, they were lucky that it's not there was at the end and not kind of sprinkled throughout because if that was at the beginning I would have probably been more likely to check out because yeah. I don't think you need that with all of the um, we already know that the king's about to die yeah we already know the prince is inept and not going to be yeah. we, interested we can in get, making an heir we can get palace intrigue without having long long scenes of them looking at each other or like it was a giant suck it to the king, but like it didn't necessarily. It was just. It was just. An ex, it was just it an fell extra, flat for sure. Like we get the torture scene. That that whole thing means a lot more. It still means the same. It's still very yeah. impactful, and I just felt like it was an unnecessary love interest, especially because he was so devoted to his wife. Yeah, like, I don't the whole think... thing is him getting revenge for his wife, and then he's going after some French floozy. Like I don't know. Well, she he never goes after her. She like seeks out meetings and is like, I'm gonna try and negotiate peace because my my prince husband can't. Yeah. So in a way, she's even she's more attracted to him than he is to her. I think. I, I, but I'm not saying it really adds. It's a weird to the movie. relationship. I don't know if it detracts until that weird like I'm pregnant with his son. Yeah. But it definitely doesn't add anything. Yeah, I don't know, Dave. Do you have any thoughts on this? No. Okay. I I yeah I mean. Yeah, I don't like. I think that's. I just I just didn't really like Braveheart. I mean, I liked Braveheart a lot, but what that doesn't which like, one's true? I liked Braveheart a lot. Uh-huh. I thought it was very good. Uh-huh. Um, to be honest, I was falling asleep for both of these movies. Well, you were laying down and like on a bed. That's fair. Um, Not for Gladiator though. When did you see Gladiator? Uh, last year. Okay. I, these are both movies I've seen very recently. Okay. Um. And I don't have that like family, real, like familial, like kind of this is what we do kind of relationship with Braveheart. Fair. Um, and I thought uh, the whole politics with, like you said, it was kind of like not, it was kind of losing you at the politics, like when they're talking part. I thought yeah. that, was, that was a really interesting area. I think like Braveheart. And maybe the extended cut does I mean, do that disservice. Like, maybe got your more of your attention because like it's just more violent and it had just more action scenes than gladiator uh maybe but i'm saying like even in those like comparative politics parts i do think the extended cut of gladiator may work to its disservice there and i might need to watch the original cut again but like the even the politics part of braveheart is even more like elevated and like he goes in stabs you in the head but even in the, the gathering the clans part when they're arguing and he's like hey what has this all been about this is all about freedom like he's he's like very like in their face about it, I just think that's much more entertaining. That's just much more sportsy. Yeah, it's sportsy. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's much more like, like, hey, let's stop fighting, guys, and let's 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 beat the opponents. No, let's I mean, all he's, gather he's, together he's, and be better. It's more, like is, a, it's more like a halftime speech yeah. than a political. But I think like gathering. it's they're Scotsmen. They don't really think a lot when they do politics. I think that wow. was the very wow. 
I mean, taking that's, shots uh, at all of Scotland. They didn't, maybe. You know, I'm part, you know I'm part Scottish? <laughs> You're part everything European, huh? You just I, want to claim the whole continent? I've claimed, I've claimed two. I've claimed the Dutch, which, again, we're waiting for that Dutch independence movie. Uh-huh. It doesn't exist. Um, uh but yeah, like, I want to say, I want to say, Braveheart has politics. I would say, it's, yeah, no, there's all the clans and like. Well, first of all, I don't think that's politics. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I would say the more the the politics, quote unquote politics, is the scenes with Robert the Bruce and his dad. And, and there's the of, whole there's the that's, king. That's definitely more political. There's the king, like in the palace drama. That's a lot of politics. Yeah, that's. Palace and intrigue. I would even say there's like the clan. That's that's exactly what it is. Is like the clansmen, and he's pointing out the fact that the, I think this is at least partially true about like Scottish clans of the day where like they were much more concerned with like locking horns and oh I'd rather do this I'd rather do this like that scene in that one battle where like half of them leave because they're just mad at each other yeah I think that's like very much the point is hey if we're gonna like lock horns the whole time we're never gonna get a chance like we're gonna beat ourselves before they even get a chance to beat us but like that sounds like a like a sports movie premise it it, it kind of does so you're, you don't think that the Scottish clans did their like 600 years of like I'm talking about what the movie did. What do you mean? I'm talking about the movie. Made- it just seems like it. Dave's right in that it, it's often like I'm not. This is not a negative in my in my view. It's just kind of a reality that it's less political and more like all right. The team you have a couple of teammates that don't like each other, and that's a part of the pl- part of the plot. Yeah, it's like they don't want to play together, and so you have to eventually get them to learn how to play okay. together. Well, like in a sense, that's political. Yeah, that is political. That's that very much political. political. The but clans, it's not, the it's group not, of people. It's not. It's not like traditionally political, no, which but, is why I'm giving you the point there. But like, it is. I mean, traditional politics only came about, you know, however many like a couple hundred years ago. No, but the Romans are definitely that's more like clear politics, where it's sure, like, and it's hey, more clearly born. Hey, you need to remember to take care of the sewers, like yeah. Also, but it's yeah. More also clearly Phoenix boring. was absolutely amazing. I was so I was yes. I was building to that yeah. where like the I think the thing that Gladiator has the the best thing that it has going for it, uh, as opposed to Braveheart is the clear villain that is, I would say, just as compelling as Russell Crowe's character. Also, Russell Crowe was also amazing in that movie. I mean, incredible yeah. in the movie. Yeah. He is he is just the, when he is, what's your name? And he, you know, yeah. I'll have my vengeance either in this life or the next. That scene makes me want to run through a wall, maybe several walls. Uh, but Joaquin is also incredible in that movie. Uh, one of the best villains I've probably ever seen in a movie, uh, like Ooh. probably in my opinion, probably wow. top five whoa, movie villain whoa. that I've seen. I mean, you haven't it, seen? Oh, there's a lot of movies as we've discussed earlier oh today. Gosh. There's not a lot of movies that Peter has. I seen. would agree with Peter. Really? Yeah, he's really good. Really? Yeah, I don't think he's top no, five. Well, no, he's but, definitely of well, notes. not like not top, maybe not top five. I don't know. I don't have a ranking. I don't. But I, he's, I don't really have a ranking either. But like, he's I just so just good. the fact that how he's, good Russell Crowe is, how iconic he is in that yeah, role. Yeah. And which is like, you know, how many people have been that good in a movie like that besides Russell Crowe? Yeah. It's hard to list. And the fact that Joaquin Phoenix is, I don't think, overshadowed at all in any of the scenes that he's in or any of the role. Like, you're never like. Oh my gosh! Like the Walking Phoenix is on the on the and like he it's not supposed to be as compelling of a role because we're obviously obviously supposed to be rooting for Russell Crowe and right, Cowardice, right? But just the fact that like he's not overshadowed for one bit, he's always super compelling and he's just it's amazing. Like I, yeah, I think Gladiator's better acted for sure. No, but just like that, his ability to be the villain is like I, I I'm hard pressed to think of a ton of other villains in movies that are that good when you have such an incredible leading performance by the hero and the villain is like also like just as good oh i think we talked we talked about a movie that's like like that earlier today or earlier yesterday maybe seven 
I think Seven is like an example where I would say that. That's a yeah. That's a phenomenal example. Seven of also like, came out in the same year that Braveheart came out in. Oh wow. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Usual Suspects also. Oh, that's another great one Usual where I feel like great movie. But I mean, there's not that clear like hero anti-hero. Don't spoil necessarily. It. Um. Anyways, it's nineteen ninety five. I don't know, Spoiler just, alert for any movies we talk about that came out in both 2000 yeah, and 1995. Seriously. Sorry, Get with I the just, program. Oh, sorry, 2023. I just, I just love that movie. I love Usual Suspects. And That's I would really hate great. to spoil it for anyone because it's I, so like, good. I, just, like, I, I, would say, I would say... Give me the keys. I mean, great Seven thing. wasn't nominated for anything. No. Well, it was nominated for some Oscars, but not nominated for the but best. But Braveheart won Best Picture. I would say that element of like the hero and the bad guy is definitely of note in Gladiator, but yeah. I wouldn't necessarily rank it in any of like... I wouldn't say, oh, if we're having a conversation about like compelling heroes, I wouldn't necessarily talk about him in my first few, uh, really. Well, we're talking about other movies and comparing these yeah, movies. Yeah, so to the main the, point of uh, it is... Yeah, I mean, I was just going to read off uh, the, the nominees. The other nominees for both those years. Fantastic. So uh, when Braveheart won, the other nominees were... It was the only Oscar, I believe, it won that year, correct? Mm-hmm. I think they just tossed no, it no. Bone. They won the. Uh, it won a lot other. Really, it won okay. uh, director. Uh, it won director. It won sound effects, editing. Wow. It won. Uh, Does that include score? Because it's a travesty if it didn't win score. Uh, I'm checking right I now. I think that might have been before they before they melded the sound effects and the whatever it is. Uh, original score. Dramatic score. It did not win. Oh, garbage. What the one? Postman. Oh, I don't wh- know what, what is this the Postman. Is. That's hot garbage right hey, there. Hey, uh, hey, Braveheart hey, won postman. makeup. Yeah, it's because oh, the, the blue face. Uh, yeah, that's pretty iconic. I would say face. that it, Braveheart's probably made a bit heavier of a cultural like impact. It won cinematography. Wouldn't you say Braveheart's I made mean, a, a bit heavier of a cultural impact? Um, uh, and it did not wa- win any acting nomination. Okay. It didn't yeah. have any acting nominations that's to begin fair. with. Yeah, so I, that's I, fair. I, yeah, like what I said, else was nominated for Best Picture that year? Uh, so I said Apollo thirteen. Great movie. Haven't seen it. I love it's Apollo, great. 13. Yeah, Apollo thirteen. That movie okay. rules. Um, Tom Babe. Hanks, Babe, Babe, oh, Pig Babe movie. was nominated. Babe, Babe's a great grief. movie. Babe's a great movie. I don't really remember. It was a light Babe. movie year. Uh, the Postman. Okay. And Sense and Sensibility. Oh, Jane Austen. Yeesh. Oof, what a rough a, movie year. I don't for, know. I've seen three of those movies. Yeah. What three of? Uh, three of those five. Oh. Yeah. For two thousand one, uh-huh. uh, with Gladiator winning. No. Um, to, oh, the yep, two thousand one Oscars it. about. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, the nominees were Chocolat. Oh, I've seen that. That's I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it. Johnny Depp. I forget, yeah. it, but uh, that that's a good movie. You've seen a lot of out of pocket movies. Just look, none of the run of mill ones that we're just, talking about. Look, I've seen these were nominated for yeah, Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay. Oh, that yeah. one's about to like do another theatrical release. It I think. did. It did. Oh, well. okay. Um, Aaron Brockovich. Michelle okay. Yeah, first uh, movie. That's uh, Steven Soderbergh. Yep. Uh, J- Julie Roberts won Best Actress yep. for this. Yeah. Yeah. Not and uh, Traffic. That's also the Soderbergh. Seen it. No, they're both Soderbergh. They're both. They're both Soderbergh. Oh, he, wow, nice, yeah. good, good on him. Bam. Well, I haven't seen any of those other ones. Um, yeah. Wow. So you're telling me that there are a bunch of Best Picture nominees. Yeah. I've seen more of them than you. 2019. I, you want to talk about 2019, Peter? No. Well, that's because I saw Avengers Endgame like five times in theaters. I've that sounds like a personal Avengers choice. Endgame's five times that I've seen. And well, you're not exactly like a benchmark. I was for... a student at that time. So was I. Thank you, Andrew Stewart, for watching all the movies with me. Yeah. And a quick shout out to Andrew Stewart. Um, anyways. Let's hope he's listening at this point. I hope he Hopefully. is. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My fingers are crossed. You just can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. Yeah. I mean, both like to say, I think with, uh, with 1996, at least, um, Oscars, there's a ton of movies that were better than Braveheart that just weren't nominated. 
Like uh, what? Like usuals. So you would usual suspects. So then now you would agree that we should do ten noms because earlier this week you were saying that we shouldn't do ten. No, noms. I still don't think we should. We should do ten noms. I'm not saying. I'm just saying it, it's. It, I, it's my it's position. It's sad that it wasn't nominated. I don't really. My position is, it was is nominated, that wasn't nominated. there should be, like, because I think now it's mandated you have to have 10 noms. Yes. I think minimum five, max 10. Oh. But, like, let's feel it out. Like, if there's. If oh, there that'd are, be weird if there was, like, seven nominations. That's like, what they did, did for other categories beforehand. Yeah. Oh. But, like, yeah, I just don't think the 10 max. Well, because just, I think last year we could come up with, like, three that just would not fit in the best picture. At least three that probably didn't deserve We could. Like, Triangle of Sadness. In no world should yeah, be the best picture. Yeah, but like, there's European, European. This um, is the American I would film say festival. Avatar Way there's of European Water didn't voters. need to be nominated. But this I is the American that, film festival. Yeah, no, it's, it's a not, film festival. No, not really, not it's anymore. Not. It should be. It's not anymore. It, not anymore. It should be. They already have plenty of other international film festivals, right? Or like I, award shows like, and stuff like that. What's as big as the Oscars? It's supposed to be a global thing because the Academy has taken on more. Like, but there's a whole there's a whole category called best international film. Yeah, but like it's there's also like best picture as well like it's like all to, yeah the only thing you need to do to anyway this is getting anyway, off we track we're vastly off topic um, right now we don't want to talk with the Oscars yeah, yeah I mean these are I wouldn't say these well, are very 96, strong you said Usual Suspects was a nominated 7 Usually, was a nominated he, yeah he was in there that he was a first of all an amazing movie a movie that I've seen that you guys have not which we Correct. need to see I own it on Blu-ray we can watch it anytime uh, that movie does not deserve to be nominated for Best Picture. Ooh. Well, I'm not saying it was. I'm saying there were just a lot of other movies. I don't think it was more. better than Braveheart either. The only movies that I would say that should have, like, I think you have a really good argument for Apollo 13, and I, I think Usual Suspects is another movie where you could argue that that was close to I'd being I'd say nominated. so, and Seven. Power Rangers, the movie, was also that year. Wow. Yeah, I think Seven could have been uh, nominated. Casi- Casino was that year. Um, oh. Anyway, Martin anyway. Scorsese, but people didn't really like that. I, I would say that you of the movies I've seen, I, I, I believe that Seven could have been nominated, um, but like, like I would say Usual Suspects at least has an argument just because of the acting part, where like so much of that movie is so well acted and the yeah. screenwriting is so good, I uh, can see that. More or less winning. off topic though, I feel like I can come down pretty easily on Gladiators by most technicalities in terms of like shots, yeah, actors. Uh, cinematography, not by soundtrack, yeah. but I think by most other technicality factors, Gladiator's better. Which would I enjoy more? Which would get me more hyped? Which would I more readily watch at one in the morning? There you go. Braveheart wins it 11 times out of 10. Mm. So uh, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Uh, thanks to thanks to Dave for producing us and recording us. Uh, thanks to Andrew for coming up for the idea for this podcast. Absolutely. Uh, you know, obviously, thanks to... Thanks to the Yunt family in general yep. for introducing Dave and I to Braveheart. Yep. We do we do really appreciate it. Please, we hope we uh, did it justice. Shout out to my dad. Uh, he watched this for his bachelor party. That was the entire bachelor party. Was uh, the night before the wedding. Him and six guys: Braveheart, pizza, and beer. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of funny. That's pretty that's awesome. awesome. No, it. I know, but it's kind of funny that he watched the movie about freedom and like, what yeah. culture was in marriages. And then got wow. married. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> got married. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thanks to John Barons for uh, taking out like a champ. We will, uh, we'll, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.